Tom, Ben, stop fighting at once! I've had enough of him! And I've had enough of him. What's going on here? It was him! He was One at a time. Tom, you go first. Well, Matthew, it's Ben. He keeps sneaking into my room and making little holes in my skirting board. It's doing my head in. Is that true? It's not me, I promise! Tom's the worst. He keeps finding the cheese that I stash around the house and nibbling on it with his tiny teeth. I'm never dead honest. Hang on. And Matthew, Ben keeps squeaking in the middle of the night to keep me awake. No, I know what's no. going on. And here. Tom keeps dressing up really small and scurrying around on all fours with a tail. Look, 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 shut up, both of you. This is serious. It looks like we've got a mouse. <laughs> With its massive antlers. No, that's a moose. And its roof and walls and front door. No, that's a house. What we've got is a mouse. And one of you is going to have to get rid of it. Well, I'm not going to do it. You can count me out. Well, there's only one way to deal with this. Flatshare slam down! <laughs> Welcome to Flatshare Slamdown, the show that needs to talk about boundary issues. I'm landlord Matthew Crosby, and while they're under my roof, they'll be following my rules. Let's meet my tenants, Tom Parry and Ben Clark. Hey! No, nearly. He so, kept his arms folded for me there, that man. Which is great for an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom and Ben, it's mice to see you, to see you... Mice! Because this week you're competing to avoid having to dispose of a mouse, either humanely or violently. Now, Tom, uh, you're afraid of mice, aren't you? Is that I, I, never, I, I never used to be until um, uh, midnight two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, I was woken by one going up my arm. Oh, correct. On the inside. <laughs> oh, no, not on the inside. <laughs> not inside my arm. Ooh, it wasn't that would be really scary. It though. wasn't like the movie Inner Space. <laughs> Inner Mice. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It wasn't like the movie. It was popping all the way up my shoulder, and then I woke up, and it was terrifying. And and the second worst thing was I was once watching um, the movie Aliens, and you know that scene where Ripley knows there's a face hugger in the room, and. Just as they were looking around for the face hugger, a mouse shot out from under the door at me. Yeah, Scariest was, moment of my life. I was there, I was there. Yeah, awful. Ooh, Ooh. awful. <laughs> You're listening to Ben and Tom share an anecdote that no one else knows anything about. <laughs> so that's your reasoning. It's, it's that you were, you were scared... You, you were scared of a Oh, no, a my reason is because my, my hands are too big. Your hands are too big to yeah. catch a mouse? Yeah, absolutely. I'm like Lenny from uh, Of Mice and Men. First I'll kill the mouse, and then I'll kill all the girls. <laughs> I don't think you've seen that. Yeah, you know, I've read the old GCSE notes. Skim red. Of mice and girl murder. Uh, ben, what's your reason for not uh, disposing of this mouse? Uh, well, I'm, I'm also scared, but I think it's hereditary for me, because uh, my mum is really scared of mice, and my dad is an elephant. <laughs> know how they feel about them. So. And he will never forget how well that joke went. <laughs> <laughs> that, wasn't, uh, that wasn't fair. So hopefully, um, so hopefully you've brought along some guests to help you uh, fight this petty battle. Uh, ben, who have you got with you this week for the slam down? I've got Uncle Ollie. Woo! 
Um, Why have I become uncle? I don't know. We had a brief discussion about this before. You're like, you need a reason to bring the person. We like came up with a series of really shit reasons why I'd be here. And now you've decided that I'm a weird family relative. Although Uncle Ollie just sounds like a creepy children's entertainer, doesn't it? Or just like, you could just call it someone, couldn't you? Like People call me Uncle Ben. Because you love rice. <laughs> oh, can I just say, and this is no joke, I went to school with a guy called Ben Rice. Swear on my life. So when he becomes an uncle, he will be Uncle Ben Rice. Fact. I don't know if you know, but Lloyd Grossman has married into the Pasta Sauce family, so his double barrel name. <laughs> so, uh, Ollie uh, Mann of the Arts with this podcast, it's great to have you. It's great to have you. <laughs> Let the record thanks, show thanks that Ollie is wildly gesticulating to, <laughs> to encourage an apathetic crowd to cheer his name a second time over. Um, That's what he does when he's at his mum's house and it works so, there. <laughs> Hi mum, I'm here. As you're piping up already in a disco style uh, Tom, would you introduce your guest this week? Absolutely. Well, as we all know, the Jamboree is in full swing and uh, it's been televised. And of course, uh, one of our neighbours got wind of the fact that we've now got a 3D television. <laughs> got to watch the Jamboree in oh, 3D. So, um, as a favour, I thought I'd let her come and watch. So, our cherished neighbour, Auntie Helen Zaltzman! <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. I thought that introduction was going to be a lot more damaging to my character. I'll no, say one thing, course. after that introduction, Ben's elephant dad joke is off the hook, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll start with you, Helen, because we've actually... So, we... one second. It's just because um, it's because elephants are scared of mice. <laughs> Someone get that? Because I think, I think maybe it was too good. They'll laugh when they get home. Yeah, it's, it's, a, a, it's a way homer. It's a grower. <laughs> let's, let's just stop it growing anymore now, if that's OK. <laughs> let's just stunt its growth right now. Um, Helen, we actually we used to share a, a flat, didn't we? Did, we? I was your I was your lodger for a while. You were. You were uh, a wonderful... Logic. Yes. So, uh, was I genuinely a good a good flatmate? You you were very uh, entertaining in that um, Matthew he he needs the surrogate parents wherever he goes. Otherwise, he does things like wash his clothes with floor cleaner, <laughs> more conventional fluids, and also that was just a, that was an honest mistake. If, if you don't, if you don't <laughs> six months. <laughs> it wasn't like Helen was mopping and I lay on the floor and went, just do me. <laughs> Well, that did happen as well. He <laughs> was very inventive as well when it came to foodstuffs, like rice on toast. You can't have enough carbs. You really can't. But his, his best invention was the B and B sandwich, which is two slices of toasted bread uh, spread with bovril, and then a borderline rotten banana. <laughs> it's been a great success. <laughs> Let the record show pretty much everyone here is vomiting right now. Uh, yeah, okay, so, um, Ollie, what kind of a flatmate? Uncle Ollie. Uncle, Uncle Ollie. Ollie, please. Ollie. calling you that. Full title, HRH, Uncle Ollie Esquire. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Ollie, uh, what kind of a flatmate are you? Shit one. <laughs> I am, I'm really bad. I'm really self obsessed and I'm not interested in anyone else's life. That's because you're an only child, not because you're a shit flatmate. Yeah, well, well, okay. So what you're blatant. saying is you're a shit human being. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this it's is the terrible. Oprah Winfrey show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, I'm okay. Last time I shared a flat, it was with someone who's working on a TV show, a crap TV show called Room Rivals. Uh, has anyone here seen Room Rivals? No, that's because it's a crap TV show and you're a discerning audience. Well, and basically all of the decorations we had in the flat were nicked 
Offering runner. That was the only reason he worked there. You do the, the news roundup on Sky News now, don't you? The papers roundup. Occasionally. So is your flat at the moment all green screen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My flat is entirely consistent of pictures of Anna Botting and Adam Bolton. And I put 3D glasses on so that I can see them, because who wouldn't want to watch Adam Bolton in 3D. We're not, we're not far off, like, a green room wallpaper. A green That's screen. the future's going to be, isn't it? Every house is going to have, like... Green uh, wallpaper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, green no, wallpaper. Like, in Back to the Future, wall, in Back to the future too, don't they, aren't they able to, like, choose their, um, like, the wallpaper? Oh, yeah, paper. because at, at Back to the Future 2 is pretty wallpaper. much... <laughs> that can happen now. <laughs> no, 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 choose. They could pull down a blind and project whatever they wanted to see onto that blind, so you have whatever view you like. OK, mm. what view would you have, Matthew Crosby? I would have the view I've got right now, your lovely face. Oh, I would have one. the band, The View. I've had the same dreams on for four days now. That's a terrible choice. It's an awful choice. Um, very, very quickly, we, 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 should talk a little, we should talk a little bit about mice. Uh, the... Can I just say very quickly, if I was in the band, The View, what I would do is I would hide... This is a setup that so many comics have. I would hide... <laughs> What, wouldn't it be really funny if, if you're in the band of we'll, you, we'll be the you went to the top... No, hang on, this would be good. You go to the... <laughs> imagine, be, imagine you're in the band of you. The punchline's going to be, I can see the view from here. Or is yes! You'd be hiding on the summit of Snowden and you'd just wait until someone goes, look at that view. Quick, boys! I've had the same jeans on for four days now. Uh, Helen, as we are competing... Great. We're competing today to... Uh, <laughs> To avoid having to dispose of a mouse. Have you ever, ever had any encounters with mice? Yeah, brief and distant encounters. I was once watching the film Midnight Cowboy late at night and I saw movement turn out to be a real mouse, not a hallucination. So I've got some humane glue traps, which work uh, theoretically. You can, they'll capture the mouse enough and then you take it to a park and let it scuttle away. Just but, let a fox rip it to pieces, because well, that's humane. The thing about a humane trap, it's humane because it, it doesn't work. They can just run straight through picking up the bait and then just piss off. So... <laughs> I never actually met the mouse properly. That's the most right. humane way to deal with a mouse, isn't it? Yeah. Feed them, Just basically. feed it until it dies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what she's doing with Martin. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ollie, have you, uh, do you, have you got any truck with uh, humane traps? <laughs> that's a great question. Thanks very much. <laughs> I, I surprised myself with it, to be honest. I have, Matthew, I have, because um, uh, my cat caught a mouse once and I had to kill it because it was already... You know when they sort of rip out the spinal column and it's half dead? Keep talking. Like, you, have to, <laughs> you have to put your trousers back on. <laughs> and you know... You know, you know. put a pair of trousers on a dying mouse? <laughs> Some dignity, Ben, in death. It was a cartoon mouse, in yeah. all fairness. It was Fievel. <laughs> Fievel goes, rest in peace. Come on, and you that's, know, good work. that's good work. You kind of decide that the humane thing to do would be to kill it. So I had to get a shovel, and I had to... How big was the mouse? <laughs> a shovel? Oh, it was massive, there were ten of them. Was that from Rival Rooms, the shovel? <laughs> from the show that uh, my friend worked on which was called uh, Let's Bury Some Corpses. <laughs> so Paul Ross was hosting it. It was a very, very good show. It's not living. Was his career one of the first corpses to go? <laughs> and um, I was using a giant shovel because I thought, I'll tell you why Tom, because I thought this will stun the mouse and kill it immediately. So I brought the shovel far back over my head and brought it crashing down on the mouse hard as I could. Hard as I could. Still alive. Oh. And so what I had to do, I realised, was use the blade. Oh no, come on. And use my full weight to crush the neck of the mouse between the head and the shoulders, right? Oh. The, the, the phrase, my full weight, got a bigger groan than anything. 
not fair on Ollie. With, with fairness. Um, so anyway, I had to do that, but you know, I'm a very genteel man, so I had to basically get into character. So I sort of pretended to be Bruce Willis with a shovel. And I just went up to the mouse and I was like, die, motherfucker, die! It was really, really hard on the shovel. And it let out this horrible little squeak, and it was awful. Well, that was a lovely story. I didn't say it was a funny story, Ben. I said it was a story. <laughs> Mommy, Daddy, Uncle Lolly told us the bedtime story. <laughs> Eat some rice. Shut up. It was, <laughs> it was still alive, so I put it in the microwave. It was still alive, so I flossed it. Should we take our... Should we, yeah, there's the raspy tin of mice. Should we take our minds off that by playing the, uh, the first round? Uh, let's hear the jingle for the first round. There's a ting in me house And me ticket mouse There's a rat in me kitchen And me bottom's itching I'm paying rent For a rodent And me bottom is really itching <laughs> Well, that was racist! So... <laughs> Look, all racists can have itchy bottoms, Matthew. <laughs> So we start with a round uh, based on this week's topic, which is mice. Yes, inspired by the words of Rabbi Burns' famous line, the best lead schemes of mice and men gang after glee. We've taken the words that we actually understand from that sentence and devised a round called Of Mice and Men. Are we not doing so, uh, my idea of um, cheesy, does it? No, we're not doing that. Not, not, mice, not this week. Cheese. No, it's, it's a literary reference. It's of mice and men. That's what. Or, I'm... or as I like to call it, shut the door, mouse. <laughs> now listen, that's what you like to call of mice and men. It's a classic book, you can't call that's it. That's why he's got a name. That's why he failed his A-levels. That's what he put in his paper. Look, we, we, we're going to play of mice and men. Oh, hang, hang on a sec. What's this, what's this little fellow scurrying up my arm? <gasps> what? What's... What's that? You're the actual mouse that's currently infesting our flat. And there's no point trying to catch you now because you're too quick and anyway it would spoil the rest of the podcast. And you, and you heard about our plans to play of mice and men and wanted to take part by setting the teams some riddles. Well, okay, but you do understand this doesn't get you off the hook. We are still going to hunt you down and kill you at the end of the show. What Charming. Yeah, you... Use the blade. <laughs> you can do it, put your back into it. <laughs> well, seeing as the questions I have are just me reading out the name Roland and getting the teams to guess whether it's Roland Rat or Roland Riverin, maybe we could use, we could use your riddles. Um, let's hear the first riddle from the mouse himself. And Tom and Helen, this one is for you. I am the mouse who lives in your house. Drayton Manor Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Tom, and that was before the podcast, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> before the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Not 
facts and stuff that no one else who it's listens good, to this podcast will know about. It's good the medium, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. So thank you. some visual jokes. Thank you, Riddling Mouse. Well, Tom and Helen, what do you think? Which are there more of on an average weekday? Men on the central line or mice on the whole tube network? What do you think? Men on the central line, yes. Or mice on the whole... Network of the London Underground. Yeah, if this was a comprehension question, you'd be doing great. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd go for the latter. What, you think there's more mice? I think that we think there are more mice on the entire system. You are correct! Yes! yes. According to... Yes, quite right. According to Transport for London, there are nearly 600,000 people on the central line every day, so that works out at about uh, 300,000 men. But it's estimated that there are upwards of half a million mice living on the London Underground, so the answer is mice. Ben and Ollie, it's time for your mouse-based mystery. Mouse, off you go. I am the mouse who lives under Tom's bed Living on fat cheese and hair off his head That's why he's got less and less And I have another question I must confess This one's about strychnine A pesticide Which makes us rodents Petrified But there's a dose over 100 milligrams per kilogram Lethal for just one mouse, or for a man. Thank you again, Mystery Mouse. So, Ben... So sad. Yeah, it is sad, isn't it? Such a sad song. Well, we still have to kill him at the end of the show, so we're going to get too attached. So, Uh, so Ben and Ollie, is 100 milligrams per kilogram the lethal dose of strychnine for a man or a mouse? Well, thanks for giving us an easy one there about the tube network. A <laughs> hundred what milligrams of per, strychnine? Per kilogram? What, what does that mean? Like, mixed into a kilogram of food? Yeah. It's like a bag of sugar. I'll, I'll be so honest. So eat a kilogram bag of sugar? Does the mouse have to eat the whole kilogram of food? It's per kilogram, kilogram of mouse. Per kilogram of mouse? Yeah, it's not per kilogram of sugar. The mouse can eat a kilogram of sugar. Right. So we've got a kilogram. That's a that's a lot of mouse as well. I'll be honest. I was on safer territory with the elephant joke. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Whatever. The, the first one. Man. Man. Right. Man. Man. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Yes. Oh, For a mouse, it's just two milligrams per kilogram, uh, assuming you give it to them orally. So, uh, <laughs> rodent enigma. Do you have one last riddle for both teams to guess at? Yes, I do, Matthew. Thank you, Mousy. I am the mouse. Oh, we know. Who's ruling your fat? If you want me to leave, why not just buy a cat? Unless you want your favourite slippers to smell of mousy piss, you had better answer me this. Who ruled within a fight? Between rodent on the left and man on the right Tell me if you can Who would win? Mickey Mouse or Ollie Man? 
So who would win in a fight there, Mickey Mouse or contestant Ollie Mann? Does Ollie Mann get to have a shovel? <laughs> no, in which case... In unarmed combat, Ooh. who would win? Are we talk I don't want to smash anyone's illusions here, so if you've got kids listening, please do keep them away from the radio just for the next two minutes. Like the radio, like we're on the proper radio. <laughs> keep them away from the speakers or your headphones. Um, but are we talking about the cartoon Mickey Mouse, who always appeared to be mouse-sized, or the giant Mickey Mouse at Disneyland? Because that's a different yeah, thing. Yeah, because you say unarmed combat, but Mickey Mouse has huge fuck-off hands. That's right, yeah, massive gloves. Does he take those gloves slap you, bitch slap you around. <laughs> poof, 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 and his big fuck-off head. Yeah. Mickey bitch, Mouse at Disney. I don't think Mickey Mouse has ever been described in this way. That was what Walt Disney, when he, when he came out with Steamboat Willie, right, he's going to have big fuck-off hands, right? And a massive bastard head. Now cry gently freeze me. He doesn't even care, he just whistles. Helen, what, you, what do you, you know Ollie... Is his, you know, his fighting techniques? Well, he's got a dislocated shoulder, so that's oh, going to get the mouse bring that into it. We could imagine that Mickey has a dislocated shoulder as well. That's it's a definite too much time to do so. I thought that mice could dislocate their limbs anyway, so they can squeeze through small crevices. Oh, can you wow. do that? Well, he can now. <laughs> he says, twisting my arm behind my back. <laughs> Shoving him into a post box. I'm going to be modest, and I'm going to say that Mickey would win. Modest mouse. Oh! A completely different person. Uh, so you're going to go with, uh, you're going to think Mickey's going to win? Yeah. Uh, and you're that? What do you think? Obviously, Mickey's going to win. We're going to go with Mickey. Oh, okay. like, on popularity, on... I'll, I'll, I'll happily back Ollie. You're going to back really? Ollie? Yeah, yeah, I think, he, I think he's Even Ollie, Ollie doesn't back Ollie, Ben, are you sure? Well, in which case, Ben gets the point because hey. the answer is Ollie Mann because Mickey Mouse is 83 years old. It's decrepit. Ah. Think of that side. Yeah, I'm still not sure, to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, thank you, Mouse. Uh, your participation will certainly make it more difficult to exterminate you at the end of the show. In fact, Tom's developed a real, a real it's softness. So, it's so heartbreaking. Well, I'm afraid we're going to, we're still going to kill him. So uh, let's play our next round. Gonna run, gonna jump, gonna throw, gonna win, gonna be strong, shiny and bold. Cause this is a Fed Olympics, and someone's gonna win gold. Yes, this round is the Flat Olympics, where you play a series of Olympic-style games that you can play at home if you're as bored and unemployed as we are. Uh, this week, the first if, ball... If, if it's... Uh, maybe I shouldn't have started this idea. OK, no. but if it's... Right, if Always it's... Always well, doesn't it? If you listen that. to this round at 12 minutes past 8, then you can say it's 2012. Flat Olympics 2012. Yeah, you shouldn't have started that. <laughs> no, just a thought. OK, this week... <laughs> anyway, my dad... Never mind. <laughs> this week, the first sport we're going to try is the marathon. Uh, there are three simple rules. Uh, each team must take in turn to say the word miles until they have said it 26.22 times. The team to do it the quickest will win. The wow. word miles must at all times be clear. If I think you're saying smile, you have to start again. Producer Ben is going to keep timing until you stop, so it's in your interest to ensure you don't say the word more than 26.22 times. All clear? Can we use a pen? You can indeed use a pen, yes. but you also have to use your mouth. Can't just use a pen. Uh, okay, so... Ben has um, just very helpfully written down the word miles there. <laughs> <laughs> just in case we forgot what words we were supposed to say. And then you put times 20, uh, 26.22. Uh, okay, so Ben, well, as soon as you've got it written down on a bit of paper in front of you, Ben and Ollie, why don't you start us off? Your time starts now. 
Miles, 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 Entertainment. <laughs> how uh, how uh, how long did they take to do that, uh, producer Ben? Uh, they took 18 seconds to do about 34 miles. Wow! <laughs> Impressive stuff. Can Tom yep. and Helen beat them? Tom and Helen, off you go. Miles, 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 impressive how how long how long was that that was 13 seconds and they take the goal they take the goal can I also confess that like Paula Radcliffe I pissed myself halfway through that <laughs> you were saying Mars I saw you you were saying Mars 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 that's the Midlands accent Ollie yeah I'm afraid he has got a, he's got a thick Wolverhampton bro. do it in a thick Wolverhampton brogue otherwise we could have that's my life mate that's my life I did my life in this accent listen we've got <laughs> And I'll tell you what, if I had the chance, I'd do it all over again exactly the same way. All right. <laughs> OK, we've got one more sport to do this week. And after the success of the high jump and the long jump last week, this week we're going to try the triple jump. Now, if you thought the marathon was simple, which nobody did, this is even more straightforward. Each team will do three jumps in quick succession. One team member must attempt the highest jump they can, say it as high as they possibly can. The other team member must do their lowest jump, the lowest uh, in register they possibly can, then both teammates must do the longest jump they can together. So, um, uh, Mouse, do you want to just give that a quick, uh, a quick demonstration? The highest jump, the lowest jump, and then the longest jump. That's the highest. Jump. That's the lowest. And you get the idea. So... Thank you, Mousy. Um, let's go with let's go with Tom and Helen first, as they were the winners of the last round. So, okay. um, who's going to do the high jump? I'll try the high jump. Well, well, it was either going to be Helen doing the high jump, or I was going to attempt it, and Helen was going to punch me in the balls. Okay, let's not do that. <laughs> we're going to do that later. You may well piss yourself. Sounds again. like you're going to do that after he's attempted it. Can you okay. punch him in the balls anyway? <laughs> Steady on. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so if the, the triple jump and your time Ooh. starts now. Jump. Jump. How long was the jump there? The final jump was 16 seconds. Ooh. But it was the, the highs and the lows were high and low. There were some well, real highs and some real lows in that. Have you been reading our iTunes comments? Um, <laughs> and uh, okay, well, well, I think we're going to leave it up to the audience to judge. So keep that in keep that in mind. And uh, Ben and Ollie, who's going to do the high jump and the low jump? I'll do the high. I'll do the low. Audience to judge. What a crock of shit. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, we're going to be better at this. Well, what, what a way to get them on side. <laughs> <laughs> Look at 
look, I'd reward Tom and Helen. She's the funny one. It's not fair. <laughs> you don't have to be funny, you just have to say the word jump three times. It's all right. <laughs> Ollie Man, Ben Clark, off you go. Jump! 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 <laughs> Ding dong merrily on Choose who won. <laughs> let's ask the audience, they'll know. Okay, let's. Okay. Confidence uh, is a really attractive trait, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah audience, bear in mind he just called you a crock of shit. <laughs> Matthew, I, the device, I, the device. So, uh, so uh, how long was, was that? Well, I'm going to have the official results if you want. Yeah, let's have the official, the official results. Although I think, I think that, that definitely has to go to Ben and Ollie, but what are the official results? Well, the official results of the highest was Helen. <laughs> the uh, The lowest was Ollie. And the longest was Ollie and Ben. So Ollie and Ben get the gold. Oh. Yeah! But you haven't won. You haven't won yourself any friends. Who is the overall team at the moment as well, producer Ben? Uh, it's currently three all. Oh! I think everything to play for. Will so my uh, winning arrogance have won the day. Well, there are two rounds still to go, and we will find out. Uh, so uh, everything can still change. There's still everything to play for as we hurtle with giddy abandon into the next beefy round. It's Beef Brothers. Ooh. Well, if you've got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, maybe we can help you. Beef Brothers sorting out your beef. Yes, it's time for Beef Brothers. And I'm sure you all know the rules by now, but if you're a first-time listener, here's how it works. We've asked our listeners to send in their flat-based problems or beefs, and our teams here are going to resolve them. And this is very exciting, because this week's beef is from Claire in Birmingham, and she's actually on the phone now. Yes, yes, this week we're going, if not global, then at least national. Um, producer Ben, is Claire there? She will be in a minute. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ollie can fill that minute by saying jump again. <laughs> and then slagging everyone off. <laughs> oh, it's exciting. Bloody ringtones, they're rubbish. <laughs> what a crock of shit. <laughs> Hello, Claire? It's going great. You are live on Flatshare Slamdown. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Technology. Wasn't much of a reaction there, Claire, but that's fair enough. Uh, now you. I'm rude, but you all empowered me with your cheer, which is very nice. Now you emailed our hotline at flatshareslamdown at gmail.com, and this is what you said. I'm going to read your beef out now. Dear Beef Brothers, my housemate is a noisy eater. Sometimes it's loud, chomp, chomp, chomping, with her mouth open when you, where you can hear the saliva. Other times it's more of a slurpy noise. It's that loud, I can hear it over the TV. Lately, I've started asking what she's having for tea, so I can prepare for the sounds that might prevail. If it's soup, then it's likely to be slurpy, and I can just about handle it. But with louder foods, it's gotten to the point where I have to leave the room. Sometimes, if it's a really important TV programme I'm desperate to watch, I'll try and cover my right ear to block out the sound. But if she's eating something like a curry or a stir-fry, 
right, then it's, bo- then it's often both slurpy and chompy sounds. It's unbearable. We're not exactly expecting the queen for tea, but I'm at a loss as to what else I can do to resolve the situation. She's my best friend, but as she's the homeowner and I am her lodger, I don't want to be too cheeky or else I would end up homeless. Your help on suggestions of what I should do would be gratefully received. Kindest regards, Claire. Now, that's this week's beef. Now, the way Beef Brothers works is that Ben and Ollie's team are going to be prosecutors. They're going to be on Claire's side and Tom and Helen will act as the defence counsel. They'll be on her landlady's side, sticking up for Claire's noisy flatmate. Before all of this, uh, you get a chance to cross-examine uh, Claire. So, um, Tom, Helen, Ollie, Ben, do you have any questions you'd like to put to Claire? Claire, could you... Uh, hello! Hello! Uh, could you reenact the sounds of the... Uh... Right, am I the only one that's getting a little aroused? <laughs> yeah. I think you are, yeah. Okay. Does a semi count? So what if it's so that's the sort of slurpy sound, and what's the sort of uh, the crunchy, chompy sound? Uh, I'm not eating, so it's quite difficult. Right. How about like a? Can you even hear that? Yeah, we yeah. got the picture there. That, that, that's good. How about like a peanut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've actually stayed late at work in order to do this. You're just sitting in an empty office making food noises down the phone to a, uh, to a podcast. This, this is not going to be the highlight of your life, I can assure you. Um, it's the highlight of Ben's, though. Yeah. Uh, any other questions? We've, we've heard the noises. Any other questions, perhaps, from uh, Team Tom and Helen? Claire, I would like to know whether your housemate is uh, Chinese in origin. Because the Chinese traditionally make a slurping sound to show appreciation for their food. She's not. She's a, a very well-spoken lady. Are you saying that Chinese people? <laughs> <don't sound laughs> I, I think you've said enough, Claire. We've learned a lot about your character on, in that Claire. statement. There are, there are not enough bright red tags on iTunes to excuse <laughs> this. Uh, no, <laughs> it, was, it was the international. Okay, let's just take an awkward turn. Let's just move straight on. <laughs> She is from Birmingham. Let's give her that. Yeah, she's from Birmingham. Rivers of blood. Now... <laughs> now, uh, Ben, I'd like you, as the opening prosecutor, to, uh, to begin your case. Now, remember, you are on Claire's ever-so-slightly racist side. <laughs> wow. Ben, you have one minute. Off you go. This is something I genuinely feel quite strongly about, because I'm exactly like you, Claire. I, I really can't tolerate loud eaters. Um, and I find it uh, really off-putting when someone's like, oh, I'm the same. When I live with Tom, I used, to to, <laughs> I used to have to leave the room when he would eat. So um, I, I suggest we let Ollie kill her with a shovel. I can stun you with one and then with a blade go for the between the neck and the shoulder. <laughs> So no, not her, no. No, no, sorry. Yeah. sorry. So your argument is, yeah, I find that annoying too. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Strong, strong My argument. My pleasure. Strong argument there. Now, um, is, it, is it Tom this week? Or about spaghetti get bolognese? What noise would she make? Okay, uh, Ben, you, your time bolognese. is sorry. up, I'm afraid. What about lasagna? Um, I'm, look, put your... Put your knobs away. It's disgusting the way you're getting off on this young lady's food sounds. Um, Claire's enjoying it. Um, I'm. 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 
put your knobs away. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Phone, you're here in the room right now. Um, uh, so uh, Tom, Tom is about to. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to be using my uh, my uh, American uh, John Grisham uh, lawyer character Fanshawe Standen. He's going to be uh, presiding uh, for this particular part. He's got a few fans in. <laughs> well, thank you, Your Honour. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> ladies and, and ladies. They've had the ladies on the jury and I opposed you at first, but I'm okay with that now. <laughs> welcome ladies, you're as welcome. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Now we've been listening today, we've heard a lot of them there big words. <laughs> They've been there taught a lot of fandangle things I don't understand, lasagna. Lasagna! I'm looking at you. You're a man. You're a working man. We're all working men, and the ladies, apparently, you work too. And I opposed that at first, but I welcome it today. Ladies and gentlemen seconds. of the jury, I like to make a noise when I eat. I mean, jambalaya. <laughs> you can't. You telling me you get home, your lady wife's Three, made a jambalaya. It's the only thing she's done all day, and I'm telling you. All right, that's, you can't tell us anything else, Fanshawe. You've had your minute. It's like Jeff Bridges in True Grit. Sounded a, bit like, sounded a bit like Colin Farrell. It was weird. Um, okay, well, we've... we've heard... I like my breakfast, lunch, and dinner all at once. <laughs> Google it. Now, Claire, how are you feeling so far? It's not strong, that no, no. strong. But don't worry, we have Helen and Ollie to, uh, to add a bit of class to things. So, uh, Ollie, uh, on the side of the prosecution, you have exactly one minute to try and actually come up with some sort of argument that's worse, that's actually better than Ben's argument, which is... <laughs> worse. Well, I mean, it would be hard to come up with an argument that's worse. Uh, an argument that's better than Ben's, uh, oh, I don't like it, argument. So, <laughs> so uh, Ollie, off you go. Uh, well, you say, Claire, in your email that sometimes it's a really important... TV programme I'm desperate to watch. And I think all of us should think about the powerful medium of television and the serious messages that can be imparted through that medium. Think about Crime Watch, for example, Don't Have Nightmares. Imagine how that would feel with the slurping curry in your ears. Think about that panorama that was on last week about old people being abused in a care home. Is that really something you want to hear slurpy food noises to whilst you're watching it? I doubt it. So I think it's important to take Claire at her word here and say that serious television is being disrupted by these slurp noises, and that, frankly, is an issue for the BBC Trust. <laughs> I rest my case. A very compelling argument there from Ollie Mann. Helen, can you wrap Single it up? Single clap from Ben, thanks, man. <laughs> Pleasure, and, and also to help, I, I underlined uh, important TV programme. That's right, yeah. I'm desperate to watch. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Um, and he also, he wrote Miles underneath. I wrote Miles, so really yeah, on another round. So I'm, I'm, really, I'm really a good uh, guy. <laughs> you just say, I'm really a good guy, into the microphone. I'm really a good guy. We are winning this crowd over. Yeah. Are you all right today, Ben? Not You're really, all over no, the no. shop. 
And now, Helen, can you wrap it up for the defence? Now, bear in mind, Ben really is a good guy, so go easy on him. Well, also, I had a tough upbringing. I don't know if I told you, but my dad was an elephant. Okay, yeah. And that was... Suspended sentence is fine. Okay, your time starts now. Well, Claire... I don't think that this petty problem is worth losing a best friend over, losing a house over. I, I even think it is worth missing some really important TV programme that you could watch on iPlayer or other similar services. Um, and I have a solution for you. I'm not just here to, to tell you to grow up. Um, put some... Because <laughs> uh, a former housemate of mine had this problem as well. And uh, she used to put music on whenever anybody was eating. And uh, we didn't notice for years the, the true uh, reason for this. We just thought it was you know, kind of nice to have something to listen to rather than have to converse. So try that or put your really important TV programmes on loudly. Alternatively, you could infect her with an oral disease that means it's uncomfortable for her to eat for a while. <laughs> Hand, foot and mouth or an inflamed gum. Just don't tell her. Um, but otherwise, you know, just... just, just Try and rise above it. Be very brave. And that's your time. Yeah. Perfectly the prosecution timed. rests, Johan. Well, we've heard... <laughs> we've heard... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You are the defence. No, no, no. He's, he's right. We did rest also. The defence... He's right. The hey, defense. thank you for that, Franchon. I did jury duty this year and they didn't say the defence rests. And none of them said, I put it to you, and none of them said, Your Honour, at all. Oh, Absolutely. A disappointment. Misleading the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, listen, we have heard all these arguments for and against, but the audience are the jury, and we've certainly said a lot of, uh, a lot of things right, uh, right now. So what do you think? Who's in the right here, Claire or her live-in landlady? And can I urge you not just to vote for Fanshawe because he's got a silly voice. <laughs> the last two weeks he's won purely because of that. <laughs> Objection, Your Honour! <laughs> So can we, uh, can we... Is the, is the sweating part of the character? <laughs> oh, for sure. I had a hearty lunch. Now, let Remember, me tell you something. He's gone very method on the uh, character. So let's, let's hear now. Now, bear in mind, Claire. Claire, you're about to hear the whooping and cheering. So, uh, so for the prosecution, who, for, who, who thinks that, that Claire deserves to eat in peace with Ben and Ollie? Well, she's enough to eat with Ben and Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Who sides with Ben and Ollie and thinks that Claire deserves to eat in peace? Whooping and cheering now. Okay. And that was a reasonable show. That wasn't too well, bad. You didn't do your showboating then, did you? And uh, that did sound pretty good. But let's hear what the uh, what the defence's uh, side has to offer. The jury in support of the defence. Whooping and cheering now. I think that was actually on the prosecution side. I think what, that was. Matthew? That was call for a mistrial. <laughs> Two and a half years of rice on toast and you betray me like I'm afraid so. I'm afraid so. So, Claire, it turns out that uh, actually you are right and uh, Ollie is going to come over with a shovel to take out your landlady. How do you feel? Um, that's one way to solve it. <laughs> right, no need to be a prick about it. It was only a fucking joke. <laughs> Well, get her to leave it to you in her will before you kill her. <laughs> or pop some music on. Um, so, <laughs> if you... Thank you very much. A big round of applause to Claire there, calling all the way... Calling all the way from Birmingham there. So if you've got a flat or a house share-based problem and you'd like us to sort it out, then why not do exactly what Claire did and email us at flatshareslamdown at gmail.com. If your beef is read out on the show, you win a flatshare slamdown checkbook and Ben and a chance for Tom to cook you his speciality dish, Tabasco Avocado. Producer Ben, what are the scores at the moment? Who won that round? 
that would be uh, Ben and Ollie. Then Ben and Ollie are in the lead. <laughs> okay. Get your shit together, mate. Okay. In all fairness, what's going on? In all fairness, Ben, I have a press record. Ben was having to stand with his arm above his head, holding a phone to a microphone. So it's all it's all been very confusing. The next round is the quickfire round. So let's all grit our teeth and hear the sting. This is the quick fire round And we've all come to an agreement about it The introduction should be nice and short So get ready, here it comes it's the moment that you've all been waiting for. Oh no, hang on, that's an introduction that sounds a little bit arrogant. I mean, I don't want to be presumptive about it. It's presumptuous. Fuck you, Mr. Dictionary. All right, let's make this intro short and cool. Perhaps I should do a swear or something like that. <clears throat> Here it is, the quick bollocks round. <laughs> I'm not sure that worked very well. Okay, let's do something simple. Here it is, the quick fire round. I like that one. <laughs> All right, that was the jingle for the not strong. It's not strong for the quick fire round. Uh, okay, and because it's quick fire, we need we need buzzers. Uh, Tom and Helen, let's hear yours. Thank Tom, you. Tom's been holding his buzzer right by his testicle through the duration of that jingle. Whatever it takes to prepare for the round. Uh, and Ben and Ollie, let's hear yours. Now, all the questions... <laughs> that was a long pause. It was much too long for the quick fire round. I'm guessing you'd probably start it. for interrupting. We just got distracted. There's a lot going on in Ben, the producer's street. Out the window. There's a woman in her bra. Visit his house. I should stress that she's in her house. Probably stop looking. That's a good point. And get on with the quick fire round. Sorry. Any more for any more? <laughs> I'm sorry it was a bit pervy. I didn't mean it to yeah. be. 
Okay, so as I was saying before, so rudely interrupted, all the questions tonight are on the specialist subject. Oh, you. Introduction, it's not another long pause. Although now it's turning to a long pause, but never mind, this is the end of our introduction. Now, is that the end of the introduction? Yeah, that's the end of the meeting. There we go. Yes. Sorry, I overreacted. You you soaked me with water. Yeah, chucked <laughs> a glass of water over Tom. I got a bit stressed. Now, uh, all the questions tonight are on our specialist subject, mice and rodents. So, mice and easy does it. Here is. Oh, really? <laughs> Here is question one. You've got your buzzers ready. Here we go. Which two of the following are not rodents? Squirrels, porcupines, beavers, moles, weasels, and Ryan Giggs. Uh, I think that was Helen just first. It was Tom. Oh, it was Tom, in fact. Weasels and squirrels. The answer is moles and weasels. They're not rodents. <laughs> Ryan Giggs is, of course, a love rat. Uh, where are... What, what are Nooski, Radar, Bucket and Mouth? Say that again. What are Nooski, Radar, Bucket and Mouth? Ben? Um, four of the Seven Dwarves? No. <laughs> they're all types of mousetrap. Uh, why do religious mice eat Swiss cheese? It's holy. It is holy. Oh, yes. Yes. yes! Complete the title of the Grimm's fairy tale. The mouse, the bird, and... Tom. The wardrobe? No, that's not a Grimm's... <laughs> ben. Harry Potter? No, <laughs> close enough. The vicar? No, it is in fact the mouse, the bird, and the sausage. Uh, what do you need to Ooh, add? Sounds like a great night in. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need to add to a mouse to make it into a creamy dessert? Oh, uh... <laughs> Tom. A U. It's actually an S, but yeah, moose. Yeah, yeah. Moose. Um, translate. Almost. Oh, I can't wait to get home and have a delicious bowl of mouse. <laughs> okay, uh, translate the following phrase into English. Hootsmon, there's a moose loose about this hoose. Ben. Oh. There's a mouse loose about my house. It's actually, there's a rat in my kitchen. What am I going to do? <laughs> what's, the, what's the plural of mouse? Mice. Uh, no, I'm afraid it's moosey. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, embarrassing. For moose tea? <laughs> <laughs> Just the three of us. What was, what was the mouse wearing in a windmill in old Amsterdam? Helen. Clogs. Oh, it was, in fact, clogs. Yeah, and thank you to the girl in the audience. She gets a point as well. Yes. Um, where can you always be 100% certain of finding a mouse hole? Cornwall? Yeah, it is, in fact, Cornwall. What was your answer going to be? A mouse's arse. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> mouse hole is a picturesque fishing port near Penzance, so Helen gets the point there. That's who, a better answer. Who provided the voice for the cartoon hero Danger Mouse? Oh, um, Ollie Mann. No, shit. Not him. It, it, was, yeah, no, it was David Jason. It was, was David Jason, that's right. Oh, yeah. I thought he was Penfold. Uh, he did the voices for all of them. Right. Um, okay. Uh, okay. And he was paid tenfold. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A, a point for anyone who. <laughs> oh, a point for anyone who buzzes in with a good impersonation of the following: Speedy Gonzalez. 
Tom. Hey, Calamba! <laughs> Close enough. Uh, Roland Rat. Tom. <laughs> it's alright, isn't it? <laughs> That's Frank Bruno. <laughs> Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ben. Um, do some karate chops. That's pretty good. I, I'm going to give you the point for that. Um, uh, Rasta Mouse. <laughs> please don't, uh, I please don't. I avoided doing that accent for Splinter. I'm not going to do Rasta Mouse. You did it in one of the jingles, huh? Yeah, exactly. Just listen, to shy. Just listen to the jingle. Who did Roland Rat lose out to in the final of the Weakest Link puppet special broadcast in December 2007? Ollie Mann. Peter Manderson. It wasn't that. It was Sue from the City Show. What takes longer, playing the game Mousetrap or watching the play The Mousetrap? Tom. Watching the play The Mousetrap. It's actually a trick question. No one's ever played the game The Mousetrap. They've just done the marble bit that makes the diver leap into a tin bar. Rat Scabies played the drums for which band? Rat Scabies? Yes. Bad Manners? It wasn't Bad Manners. I'll pass it over. It was the damned. Where are dead mice laid to rest? Ollie? That was an involuntary spasm. I'm sorry. I was fondling the little squeaky toy and I got too excited. It's just the phrase, just the phrase dead mouse that makes you want to just... <laughs> yeah, go on. If there's lots of them, they're buried in a mouse grave. Like a mass grave. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is that a good topic for comedy? I had a, ma- I had a mausoleum. <laughs> right, okay. Thanks, Captain Holocaust. <laughs> Finally, complete the phrase. In London, you're never more than five metres from... A rat. No, it's a worn-out cliché. And the time is up. Well, that is our time. Those are our questions, and we have a result. But before we find out who won and who has to begin lacing the mousetrap with our best Emmental, there's just time to squeeze in any plugs. Um, Helen and Ollie, anything you want to promote? Uh, Ollie, first of all. Uh, You can buy our book, please. It's called Answer Me This. (laughs) It's in all good bookshops and some bad ones as well. Uh, Helen, what would you like to plug? You can also listen to our podcast, Answer Me This, if you're not keen on books. Fair enough. And uh, does the mouse have anything uh, they want to plug? Uh, I've got a cheese. <laughs> and does, does the, you want to, do you want to plug anything for Martin the Soundman, perhaps? Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh, oh, hello. <coughs> Sorry, I've got a bit of a frog in my throat. Yes, if you liked any of the music you hear tonight, you can download it from the website, thesoundoftheladies.com. Apart from the mouse stuff, that's... That's for the next album. That's exclusive. And apart from Tom's racist jingles and stuff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so all of uh, all of Pappy's key information is at pappies.com. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I missed that, Tom, what'd you say? <laughs> I was gonna say. Can I just plug my bath? <laughs> no, I was gonna say, can I plug my bald head? Like you get plugs. <laughs> but I thought better of it. You didn't yeah, but you thought better of it while three quarters of the sentence were <laughs> being forced out of your gob. Uh, okay, all Pappy's gig information is at pappyscomedy.com. We also have another podcast called Bangers and Mash. You can find that on iTunes. Next week we're back with Holly Walsh and Rufus Hound on the panel. But just to ensure that we don't build up anything that could be mistaken for a fan base, we're back at the Phoenix and it's on Tuesday, June 28th. Do come down and be a part of the audience. Ticket info can be found at wegottickets.com. And if you've got any beefs you like like Claire did and you want to help uh, help us with that. Email flatshareslamdown at gmail.com. Also, go to iTunes and give us a review. And please do be honest, unless you'd honestly give us less than five stars, in which case, don't worry about it. And if you'd like to talk about us on the uh, social media network Twitter, use this handy hashtag jingle. Hashtag Flatslam. We've got a tag. Hashtag Flatslam. And we use it on Twitter. Hashtag Flatslam. So Twitter is about. Hashtag Flatslam. 
Okay, before we go, there's just time to reveal the uh, the final points. So, producer Ben, are you there? Oh my Hello. god! I'm oh, here. Sorry, sorry, Ben. <laughs> Doesn't seem fair. Uh, produ- <laughs> so, producer Ben, who is the final winner? Uh, well, with six points, Ben and Ollie, and with eight points, oh. Tom and Helen. Oh, yes. That one, that one meant something to them. That really meant something. Um, no, no it didn't. <laughs> so our winners get to watch my DVD of Steamboat Willie, whilst the losers have to brace themselves for an angry letter from uh, PETFA, the people for the ethical treatment of fictional animals. We will see you next week for another Flatshare Slamdown! <laughs> Pappy's Flatshare Slamdown featured Matthew Crosby, Ben Clark, Tom Parry with special guests Helen Zaltzman and Ollie Mann and Martin Ostwick. It was devised by Pappy with producer Ben Walker. Big thanks to everyone who came down to see the recording, to Orange Mark, the British Comedy Guide, and to the New Red Line for having us. Pappy's Flatshare Slab now is a post production, the British Comedy Guide, and the internet. And Tom has coated me and the microphone with water. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Yay!